0: Hello everyone and welcome to God's Word for Life, episode number 10. This is a lesson companion podcast, so for those of you who are Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Living Word, Summer 2020, Student Workbook or Lesson Manual and follow along on lesson number 4, intended for June 28, 2020, entitled God Sees All. For those of you who are not Word of Flame curriculum customers, we invite you to grab your Bible, sit back, and let's dive into God's Word together. Well, before we get into our text today, I just wanted to take our attention back to the book of Genesis and think just for a moment on the story of Joseph and what made that story and what makes that story gives us so much hope today. There was a lot that happened. One of of my personal uh, favorite, most enjoyable stories to read through and to think about but if you think about Joseph and all that he went through from the very beginning when God began to give him dreams and, and open up things and vision in his life that he was going to do, and Joseph as a young man didn't really know what to do with all that, but he had this dream. He knew that God was speaking to him somehow, and all the things that Joseph went through, it is incredible to see that oftentimes in this these few passages, these few chapters that contained the story of Joseph, how often the phrase, and the Lord was with Joseph, the Lord was with him. I am so thankful that God is with us and that God not only is with us, but as we can take from that passage in that story, that God saw everything that happened to Joseph. God saw the injustices in his life. God saw the ups. God saw the downs. God saw Joseph when things were working out good for him. And God saw Joseph when things were falling apart for him. But in everything, God saw him. God sees everything. And God was orchestrating a greater plan and a greater purpose. God, nothing nothing happened that was outside of the sight of vision of God. God saw everything that was taking place in Joseph's life. And we can take courage from that, that God sees everything everything that's going on. God understands. God sees the injustices. God sees the the tragedies. God sees the struggles. We wonder sometimes why he doesn't come and intervene, but we can take hope in this one thing that God sees, and because he sees, we know he's in control, and he will work all things together for our good. And there's this lesson we're going to look at today because God sees all things, we should seek to please Him with our actions. Would you turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 21 and let's look at the Word of God together today. All right, so we'll be reading from 1 Kings chapter 21. We're going to read a few verses in that chapter. So if you want to follow along in your workbook, your lesson manual, or in the bible first kings 21 and beginning at verse 1 and it came to pass after these things that naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel hard by the palace of Ahab king of Samaria and Ahab spake unto naboth saying give me thy vineyard that i may have it for a garden of herbs because it's near my house and i will give thee for it a better vineyard than it or if it seem good to thee I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. But Jezebel his wife came to him, and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad, that thou eatest no bread? And he said unto her, Because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite, and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. And Jezebel his wife said unto him, Dost thou not govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise, and eat bread, and let thine heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. And then skipping down to verse 17. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whither he has gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed, and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs licked the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And the last verse, verse 20, and this is our focus verse. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Because God sees all things, we should seek to please him with our actions. Sometimes this idea, you think about it, that God sees everything, it almost sounds, you can almost make it sound spooky, right? God sees everything. He's That's the all-seeing eye that sees everything. But we shouldn't see it really in that way. We should take comfort in that, that God sees everything, that nothing happens at outside of his uh, vision, his understanding, his his knowing, his awareness. God sees everything. Let's look at these first few verses and think about some ways we could apply this scripture text to our lives this week. Let's look at the first three verses of 1 Kings 21. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel. Scripture says hard by the palace. It was right next to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And so Ahab goes out to Naboth and asks him to let him have his vineyard. He wants to use it because it's near his house. He offered Naboth a deal. He said, I'll give you a better vineyard for it. I'll trade you vineyards. Or if if you'd rather, I'll I'll pay you what it's worth in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, verse 3, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Naboth refused to give Ahab, even for what it was worth in money or as an exchange for another vineyard, Naboth would not give that vineyard to Ahab because he said, I, I, I can't give away the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Let me ask you a question. We're thinking about this passage, these few verses right here. What is the spiritual inheritance that has been passed down to you. What's the spiritual inheritance that's been passed down to you? Now, for some of you who have a, have a long-standing history or family history in uh, the apostolic faith, the Christian faith, you have this long-standing history. You can probably readily look, well, I've got had a dad or a mother or a grandma or a grandpa or a great-grandfather. Uh, you, you, you can think back at all this, but there may be some listening today that you don't have that long history in your family. That, that, you can look at that long history of family as somewhat of an inheritance, and it is a wonderful thing if you have that. But if you don't, you still have a spiritual inheritance. There are still people, whether it's your family your 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 descendants or those that have come before you not your descendants, those that have come before you or spiritual leaders in your life I'm sure there's someone that has taken you under their wing if you're new uh in the faith or you have you you weren't introduced to this from your from your immediate family. There's somebody that's handed this down to you. There are precious things that have been given to you and handed to you by people that went before you, by people that guided you and directed you and led you and said, follow me as I follow Christ, just like Paul wrote in the scriptures. What is that spiritual inheritance that's been passed down to you? Has there somebody that's been taught you? Has there, has there somebody that's taught you how to pray? Is there somebody that's taught you how to have faith and how to trust God? Is there somebody that's modeled faithfulness to you? There's an inheritance that we have. And not only that, there's a spiritual inheritance beyond the modeling, the things people have taught us and showed us that have gone before us. But there is an inheritance of, of faith that God has birthed in you. There's, there is a forgiveness of sins He's given you. He's put His name on your life. You had that in baptism. He's given you His Spirit. There's an inheritance, and you have a promise of eternal life. There is incredible spiritual inheritance that you have received, that I've received. And we can think about that. I want you to think about that inheritance. Think about the things that have been handed down to you. Think about the things you have received in your life. What is that spiritual inheritance that's been passed down to you? Naboth said, I, I can't sell this vineyard to you. I can't trade this vineyard for you. This is something that's been handed down through generations. My fathers, my, those that have gone before me, they've handed, they've given. This is part of my inheritance, and I cannot give it away. Is do you see your spiritual inheritance is that way do you see it as a precious thing that that you just you've got to protect you've got to hold on to you can't give it away let's look at these next few verses verses 4 through 7 Ahab comes home and he he he's visibly he's upset and he's sad because he had asked Naboth for this he really wanted this he coveted Naboth's vineyard and of course, he he didn't he refused any dinner for that night, just decided to go retire in his bed and just go to sleep for the night and sleep it off. And Jezebel, his wife, comes in and asks him, honey, honey, why are you so upset? Why did you not eat dinner tonight? And so he rehearses this story to her. I went to Naboth, you know, that vineyard I've been talking about. I, I couldn't convince him to sell it to me. I couldn't convince him to trade it with me. And Jezebel said, Ahab, are you not the king? In other words, do you not get whatever you want? You're in charge here. Get something to eat. Put a smile on your face. Put your shoulders back. Lift your head up. You're the king. You get whatever you want. I will make sure you get Naboth's vineyard. I want to ask you, I was thinking, thinking about this, these few verses and just the, the the boldness, just the audacity of Queen Jezebel to to. Tell Ahab, you know, you're the king, and he was, sure he was the king, but convincing him that you should get whatever you want, you're in charge. There is the enemy of our souls. There's a boldness. Um, there is a boldness that the enemy shows sometimes. And I, just thinking about that, I, to, I want to ask you a question to apply this these verses to our lives. Let me, let me ask you, how can we stay alert to the enemy's efforts to steal our inheritance? How can we stay alert to, to the efforts of the enemy, their efforts to steal our inheritance. John 10 verse 10 tells us that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Don't think for one minute that the inheritance, the spiritual inheritance you've received is, is safe to just let it lie around and not protect it and not not guard it, and not hold tightly to it. The enemy would love nothing more than to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We must watch. We must be sober. We must be vigilant, the Bible tells us, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, goes about seeking whom he may devour. How can we stay alert We need to keep our minds in the scriptures. We need to keep our knees bowed in prayer. We need to keep our hearts humble. We need to stay alert and realize the enemy is out to steal, kill, and to destroy. And thinks he has a right to your vineyard. He has a right to your inheritance, but he does not. That has been something that has been bought with the blood of Jesus and is not for sale. And we have to guard it and protect it and hold tightly Let's look at the last few verses of this passage that I read in our our scripture text and let's see how we could apply this to our lives. Of course, in between verses 7 and 17, we didn't read it, but in between that, Jezebel does exactly what she told her husband Ahab she would do. Naboth is dragged outside the city, Naboth is stoned, Naboth is killed, and Jezebel takes possession of. Of Naboth's vineyard and gives it to her husband Ahab and so verse 17 picks up that the Lord spoke to Elijah the prophet and told him to go to Israel go to Samaria find Ahab and tell him what I tell gonna tell you to tell him and of course he goes he, he finds Ahab and he says, he says, thus saith the Lord, have, hast thou killed and also take, taken possession? Ha, did you really have Naboth killed? Did you really steal his vineyard from him? And then he pronounces this judgment on him that you're going to die. You are going to, your life is going to be taken for this. And of course, Ahab looks at Elijah and said, how in the world did you find me? How did you know this even happened? What, how did you know that this even took place. And Elijah said, I have found you because you sold yourself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Is this not a powerful statement? Everything that is done, whether good or evil is in the sight of the Lord. Nothing happens outside of what God can see. God sees it all. God sees it all. So why, this last question, why are our actions important? Why are our actions important? Well, our actions reveal our thoughts. Our actions reveal what's in our heart. It's important that we have the right actions because God sees. Our our focus thought for this this passage in this lesson was God, because God sees all things, we should seek to please him with our actions. Yes, we need to make sure our thoughts are right. Yes, we need to make sure our heart is right, but it is important that we may we have the right actions for those flow from our thoughts, and those flow from our heart. We have to have the right actions. God sees. So not only does God see us, and we need to make sure our actions are right, but isn't this then is not this Uh, encouraging to you that God sees injustice and God sees actions that do not please him. God sees them. They they don't go unnoticed. He notices them and he will make things the way they need to be. God will be in charge. God is in charge. And that's why he sent Elijah and he made things right. So I want us to think about a few things we could do this week, call to actions here that we could apply these to our lives. Number one, why don't you take some time this week and write down, describe the spiritual inheritance that you have received, that you've been given. Write it down, write down some things that you've received, this spiritual inheritance that you've received. And then for the rest of the week, pull that out every day and pray with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving each day this week over those things. Thank God for that spiritual inheritance. Write it down. Be thankful for it. Write it down and pray over those and thank God for those things. The second thing I want to challenge you to do this week is guard your mind this week. Guard your mind. We talked about the the enemy's efforts to steal our spiritual inheritance. This week, I want you to focus on guarding your mind. Take some time and evaluate your your private time, and evaluate your entertainment choices. What are we allowing in our minds? What are we allowing? Are there there any footholds, any strongholds we're giving to the enemy or anything we're allowing in our family that might be undermining what God is trying to do in each one of our lives and our family? So guard your mind this week. Be alert, be aware the enemy is out to steal, kill, and to destroy. And then the third thing we can apply this week is take action this week what you think about this week, what you write down and think about one thing you can do this week that will show God through actions that you love him. And then one thing this week that you can show a neighbor through actions that you love them. I think it's important when we look through these passages uh, each each week as we go through this in this podcast and you, you go through and you, even when you're reading the Bible on your own, you take time to slowly walk through these passages Slowly walk through the Scriptures and allow God to speak to you and direct you and apply the Word of God. The Word of God gives life. The Word of God gives hope. We can apply this Word to our lives. God sees everything, and because He sees all things, we should seek to please Him with our actions. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful. We're humbled by the sacrifice that You made for us on the cross. Your actions proved to us that You loved us. You sent your word and you said that you loved us. You sent your word through the prophets through the, and you said that you loved us, but you didn't leave it just in words. You took action. You showed us. For God so loved the world that you gave only begotten son we're so grateful we want this week to let our actions show you that we love you to let our actions show that we love our neighbor we're grateful for the inheritance that has been in our lives and we want to guard our hearts and our minds so the enemy cannot steal kill and destroy the precious inheritance that has been placed into our lives guide and direct us this week let your hand rest upon us in jesus name amen